Hello, friends. This is Mindy Joy with Mindy Joy Ministries, and the name of my podcast is Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy. So if this is your first time visiting my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad and honored that you've taken the time to listen. So today's subject is going to be Godly Strength Requires Godly Wisdom. I'll say that again. Godly strength. How do we get strength? It requires it requires vision. What do you want to be strong for? So this is part two on a part one that I did that was called being strengthened by God versus doing things in your own strength. So strength itself, having strength and power in your life is not the end all. It's not the end goal because we know even biblically speaking, there were giants in the land there were enemies of Israel. I mean, this was not, they were defeated by strong people. So not everything that is strong, not every single person that goes to the gym makes them more righteous or the most flexible person, you know, wins the spiritual human of the, you know, of the day award. You know, it's not physical strength is, it's awesome. You know, I, I love seeing people, um, their routine and, and, and I just really admire people who are athletic and people in the Olympics, you know, that's, that's wonderful. I'm not, um, at all downplaying that, but I'm saying that by itself does not make a person strong with a three part tie um, tripartite being spirit, soul, and body. So having a strong body does not itself, on its own, give you a strong spirit and a strong soul, a strong personality, a strong character. And of course, we know that because there's beautiful, strong people. And, you know, we see it in movies, you've seen it somewhere, you know, where it's not always the beautiful, physically strong one with the beautiful physique is always the best character in the movie or the winner, so to speak. So although it helps, right? Like who doesn't want to you know, help their physical physique. So um, today I'm going to just going to start. I, I love to just get grounded. I like to start when I read my Bible portion in the word. And I, when I, I was looking at the scriptures that I put a little star next to, and it's like, well, which ones today have to do with strength? And I'm very personally interested in this subject because I used to view myself as a very weak person, a person of low self-esteem, a person who was physically weak, a person who was scary and timid. And I've just learned that when I'm filled, um, when I'm filled with God's purposes and I stir up the spirit of God that's in me, that I'm so overjoyed with just doing his will and wanting to reach people for his name's sake, that all the fear, it has to just step to the side. And that doesn't mean I'm afraid when I stand out and I'm bold. That doesn't mean that there's other, you know, thoughts that try to come in there, but they're really pretty much silenced or the volume is turned lower because the part of God in me, my spirit stirred up that is excited to go forward, like David running to Goliath, you know, in to represent his nation, the people of God to overcome, to sustain, to um, show before the world, the glory of God, that he is God, that that overcomes, that overcomes whatever stuff in my past, whatever experience of failure or rejection, it overcomes that it doesn't matter. My experience um, whether I have a degree in this thing or not, or whether somebody, um, 
ordained me and made me um, whatever, um, you know, whether they ordained me, whether they didn't, whether they like me, whether they don't. It, it's not even my business. You know, it, it, it's not even a thing. It, I don't care anymore. So um, the scriptures that I read today that were in line with this and I'm sharing this with you because as I speak this, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to show me what to say to you. And just so you know, I pray, and I'm going to speak this in Jesus' name right now. I want every single person who turned on to this podcast, whatever it is, it, it could be years from now. It could be years after I leave this earth that it, this ministers to you right now. That's Father, I just ask that you speak through my lips, think through my mind, um, uh, what something I can minister to somebody who's listening today that needs hope, that needs strength, that needs to know who you are and how immensely you love them, how much you love them and how you have plans beyond anything they can ever think to bless them in their life. And I thank you for using me in any way, shape possible to perform that today in Jesus name. And that also that, um, the, that you would redeem their time, that this will be worth their while to have this in their ear gate today. So I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. So here we go, Psalm 55. I'm in the Psalms right now. Um, it says, Psalms 55, verse 22, it says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. So first thing, okay, what's bothering you right now? Like just take a moment, like what is bothering you? And don't be ashamed if you think it's something like, oh, you know, you don't even want to think about it to yourself. You're ashamed to think about it to yourself because it sounds petty or you haven't gotten over this yet. But what is bothering you? And so just right now, take a moment and just practice, do the word of God and um, cast your burden on the Lord because he cares for you. The Bible actually says that. Cast your burden. He wants it. He cares for you. He knows you have an enemy that's devour that's walking around like a devouring lion. But our God, um, our God is the creator of all things. And our God is so much bigger than a lion. So much bigger. You know, he could take that lion out in a second. So, um, you know, just cast your burden on the Lord, whatever's bothering you right now, because you need to have strength, okay? You, you don't have time for these things that are bothering you or what you didn't get done yesterday, what you didn't get done so far today, what he said, what he said, forget it. Just let it go. Um, let the love of God, you know, come into your heart. Just know how much he loves you. And that's really all that matters. And if you did something wrong to cause hurt and pain, and you had hurtful words spoken to you, but you kind of opened the door for it, you know, just Pray for forgiveness, bless the person, move on with your beautiful self. And and then verse um, the second part of that verse says, he will never permit the righteous to be moved. So if you're in Christ Jesus, if you already received him, and if you didn't, you have an opportunity to do that. He doesn't cast anybody out. He receives everybody, no matter what. So if you receive Christ Jesus, he says, the, he doesn't permit you to be moved. Like he's not going to let you fail. That's like another way to say that he's not, he's going to get you through this. So right there, you could be like, just give a holy sigh, like, ah, you know, thank you, Jesus. You know, I think about that when I just said, holy sigh, um, I heard my late husband's last breath and it sounded like that. It was like a holy sigh. I knew he was going into glory. The last, I mean, what, um, what, permeates or not, that's not the right word, but, but what defines a person's, you know, last moment on earth, usually their last breath. And so, um, 
in in that vein, <laughs> not to like make you not to sound morbid or anything, but let's let all that die. Let's just give a holy sigh, like let it out, like just let all that pain, all that rejection, all that I should have, I could have, I would have, but I didn't. Blah, let it go. It it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve God. He doesn't want you to think about that. He forgives and he chooses to forget. He chooses to forget. Like after he cleanses you of all righteous, you know, of all unrighteousness in first John 1 9, why do you think he does that? Because he's got something for you to do. He's got something for you to do that's going to bring you joy. It's going to be a little challenging as anything is in this world when you get up in the morning and you got to get out of bed, but it's going to bring you greater joy than you've ever known. So just move on. Um, You know, after you've done that, just let it all, you know, just let it go. And then chapter 50, um, Psalm 56, it says, um, verse three and four, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So just think, you're the cream of the crop of some of the greatest kings that ever lived. Are you afraid? Okay, King David, who was a warrior amongst warriors, he was afraid too. But so you don't think that you're a wimp just because you're feeling the emotion of fear, but put your trust in God because um, he hasn't given you that spirit, but he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So the fact that you even make a decision to um, to put your trust in God is a very sane right decision to do. Just put your trust in God. And simply you could do that by just speaking to him. Say, Father, you know, this situation like right now does not look very good. It looks dangerous or it looks like I got to face this giant of something that maybe I even created myself, but I'm going to face this. And with your help, I'm going to clean this up. Or I'm going to be, you might have another situation where father, you know, I know you want me to speak to this person. They're really hurting and you want me to tell them about you. And I've heard in the past that they hate anything to do with you. You know, they're um, an avid atheist. Well, if God is leading you to that, and today's the day, you know, just know that he'll give you the strength to do it. It doesn't matter their reaction because they heard it. And it might really give them comfort in the midnight hour. You just don't know. And you might even be pleasantly surprised. And they, this was the day they've been longing for and praying for somebody to, you know, they might have said a prayer like, God, if you're there, and there you show up. So you don't know what they're going through. So just follow suit. Okay, my brother or sister. And then um, it says, I'll say that verse again, then go to verse four. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. This is Psalm 56. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? So, okay, what can flesh do to me? Like, don't fear people. You know, they're just people. They're just, they got their own issues. But beyond that, it says twice in this one verse, um, you know, in God, I trust, I put my trust in you. Like trust is, um, it's, it's like faith. You know, I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. So putting your trust in God is very powerful. Just make a decision. I'm going to trust God and proceed like that. Proceed like that. You know, there's a scripture in, um, Colossians three, And it's between verse 12 and 17 where it says, um, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I love how it says clothe yourself. It's like, I've shared this before, but when you get up in the morning and you go to your closet, even if you only have five items, you have a choice. And thank God you got five, you know, and not just 
you know, what you wore for the last five days. Thank God for that. But you have a choice what you're going to put on. You know, most of us are very blessed and you have, as women, you know, you have a choice. What, how am I going to accessorize this? You choose, you know, whether you know it or not, or acknowledge it, you choose what you're going to portray to mankind that morning. You know, you choose how you're going to put your makeup on, or if you're a man, you know, what shoes you're going to wear, what you're going to say, how you're going to proceed in this day. Are you going to get in the car in a good mood, a bad mood? What do you choose to think on? Um, you might not have, um, there goes my doggy. Um, anyways, you might not have power over the thoughts that try to come to your mind, but you do have power over what's going to stay in your mind and what you're going to say, no, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on that. So, um, moving forward. Okay. Uh, Psalm 56 verse eight, you have kept count of my feel of my, um, tossings of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? You have kept count of my, I think it says tossings because I wrote on it. Um, put your tears in your in your bottle. Like he, there's a scripture that he's counted, might be a revelation, that he's counted all our tears. Just like God knows all the hair on our heads, he's counted every tear. Jesus on the cross went through beyond every shame, torture, bad thought you ever thought about like he took all that on the cross he took he chose to go through rejection and abandonment to be your high priest to take that all on himself so you so it can be abolished so that it could be crucified once and for all that you don't have to be a slave to that you don't have to be in bondage to rejection and abandonment and fear that doesn't mean it's not going to happen or has happened to you but you don't have to let that be the theme of your life your theme song you know nobody knows the trouble I've seen you know you don't have to be that person like nobody like that's not even like I don't want to be around like what I've seen I want to like move forward like what do I get to see today what do I get to do today what what new thing does God have for me um and also like he's kept uh count of our tears and I think it's Psalm 139 God actually talks about writing a book about each and every one of us in Psalm 139 I believe it is so um, you know, God, God knows more about you than you will ever realize you'll, you beyond what anything he created you, like he knows, he knows you. So you're not, you're, you know, you're not going through anything that he's not aware of. So don't think you're, he's going to be shocked. Like, um, he's going to be saying, Oh, Jesus, did you hear what she just said? Like he knows, like God's not freaked out by anything. He loves you. He's the answer. He's the, he's your strength. He's your provider. He's your healer. He's your savior. He loves you. He died for you. So, you know, go to the one who loves you more than anybody. And that's God. And then, you know, through Christ, through Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, um, Psalm 57, verse two, I cry out, to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose, his purpose for me. He fulfills his purpose for me. So you have purpose and he wants to fulfill that in you. So that's my springboard for today. But I wanted to um, also talk about, you know, strength in the Lord. And I wanted to focus on the title of this, you need godly vision. And that's just getting with God. Like if you to start out with, look at the Bible, what the Bible says about you, that's his vision for you. And so, you know, if you have a vision, like you're not, we can't just be dumb and, and foolish and just think, oh, I want, you know, I want strength because, 
you know, I want to, in my older years, I want to be the best basketball player that ever lived. And, you know, you've just eaten every kind of way you're 50 pounds or I'm 50, you know, I'm not overweight today, but, but whatever, I'm not saying you, but you know, if it's a person that's overweight or whatever, um, and you're already like 60 years old and they've never taken someone on the NBA to my knowledge, that's like 60 years old. And you think you're going to be on the NBA and you're going to outdo Michael Jordan. I mean, did God tell you that? I mean, I'm not going to, you know, step on your dream if I, with God, all things are possible, but is that for your ego? I mean, that's the number one thing. Are you wanting to go forth in somebody because of your flesh? You want, you know, wait till they see me, you know, um, how you like, you know, how you like me now kind of thing. Is that your motivation to have strength in a certain area or is your motivation to have strength to fulfill God's purposes in your life? So these are some of my um, favorite scriptures amongst about strength, you know, to help you. And this is one that I've been meditating on a, f a few recently that helps me right now. And that's first Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, where it says, therefore, this is the new revised standard version. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So while doing what God told you to do, you know, usually the things that God tells us to do in the natural seem impossible because they're from God, they're from heaven, they're from his throne. And he doesn't have us do ordinary things. He said in, um, I think it's um, in First Peter that says, we're royal, we're holy, we're chosen. We're royal, we're holy, we're chosen, we're unique, we're peculiar. We've been called out of darkness to his marvelous light to do something amazing. And it says in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, um, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. This is the English Standard Version. God making his appeal through us. Through us, he's making his appeal. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. God wants his family back. He wants everybody that's ever been born to be reconciled to him. And who is he using? Us. God is making his appeal through us. But he does that in very... Um, you know, nowadays they have that word branding. How are you branding yourself? Like each of you that I'm speaking to right now is, is infinitely unique. Like there's never been a you before and there will never be another you. So there's something very specific on this day that you're hearing this, that God wants you to do that only you can do, whether it's, it could be anything like a certain person that you can reach a certain song you're supposed to work on something you're supposed to do at work. And it's usually in the creative realm. And you might say, well, I'm not a creative person. Yeah, you are. You have to, everybody's creative. You are made in the image of God. He's the creator. Everybody is. You have to be created to do math. Let me tell you something. My mathematician friends who are, you know, to me that already puts you in the category of a genius. If you're a mathematician or a math teacher on any level, high school, um, grade school, I'm not the math science person, although I find it fascinating, but, um, I just didn't do well in it in school. So I'm not skilled at it, but even in math, do you know that even music, ma music is based on like a mathematical like system, like once even like jazz, like you know, if you listen to jazz and you start to study jazz chords, it's based on the creativity of like you're moving out of the realm of um, of the chords that are normally used, the chord patterns. And now you're getting into, you know, um, chords, you know, a minor um, F minor 11th chord and how you voice it. It all has to do with numbers and what is it? Um, five, four, one cadences. You know, when I learned that it was I found math very um 
very fascinating when I learned, you know, started to learn music theory. And I'm like, oh, all this stuff that I do by ear or that I hear in my head, there's mathematical stuff involved in it. And, and so, yeah, even math, you know, is used creatively and everything, you know, you made a decision today to just sit at a desk. Like that's, you know, you created that vision. Like you let God create that in you. And so everything that we're called to do um, is that, you know, that God is using us and that he uses every single skill that we have. Um, you know, he uses even the flaws that we have. Like I really believe that me doing these podcasts that the flaws that I have, that I'm not this polished person, that I'm not somebody, um, I mean, you can hear from celebrities all day long, but I'm not one. And so you're hearing from a sister and you're hearing from somebody who's come through the ranks, who's gone through sexual abuse, who's gone, you know, through eating disorders. And that's not me today. You're, you're you know, somebody who's been widowed, somebody who had miscarriages, somebody who raised a special needs child and not only raised him, but he's thriving today. People don't even know, you know. So, um, and I'm not saying that some people, you know, the, the diagnoses are different. He was high functioning. But um, but even, you know, I've, you know, I was with uh, um, some friends months ago, several months ago, and they have a, a young adult, very handsome young adult who has autism. And um, he doesn't have like a whole lot of language, but man, the way that he moves when he hears a praise song and the way he just, you know, closes his eyes, like I have that image in me forever. You know, I just, I was like, wow, that just spoke to me of the power of God. Like that, that young man ministered to me and just, you know, just watching him, watching his parents interact with him, watching the love in this family just ministered to me so much. And, and so, you know, everything, God uses everything. I mean, come on, Solomon used to watch the ants to get wisdom. You know, that was like, he used the ants as an example of, you know, wisdom. And, and so how much more humans, like everybody, nobody is less honorable, even special needs, even people with disabilities, nobody is less honorable. And I know firsthand, my late husband um, wound up being an amputee. My father wound up being an amputee and they, you know, they were just as smart, just as, you know, amazing, awesome, you know, with or without a limb. So, you know, whatever. But it says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I want to talk to all my sisters and brothers where it seems like nothing is happening and you're going forth in what you believe God wants you to do. Um, your labor is not in vain. Like, just keep going. Just keep going. That's where the devil tries to come in. Uh, minister Jerry Savelle ministered our church. And he was saying, you know, that's when the devil, when the devil's got nothing else to throw, but a little delay, you know, that's the time to start shouting like his, his art, our artillery is just about done. Like he, he got nothing else to stop you. And Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Vision, my friends, vision, vision. God is doing a new thing. It's a new day. Forget the former things. Forget it. It's done. It's over. Like my late pastor used to say, um, the past is the past because it's the past. Let it go. Um, see, I am doing a new thing. Like we're so busy and I, I can point fingers at myself. I've done this like so busy in, in, you know, failure, so busy in what didn't manifest, so busy in what didn't happen that we're not open to open our eyes, like knock, knock, like was it, um, E Elijah with um, Gehazi was that the name of his servant like you know is there anybody home like I, I knocked on my if you just heard a knock I actually knocked on my um, on my head but you know it's like 
open your eyes, sister, brother, like open your eyes, like in God's see things the way God sees it. It's a new day. He's doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. If you know anything about wilderness, it's just wilderness. There are no paths and and in wastelands, there's no streams, but he can do that. He does that. He can get water out of a rock. Um, and then Isaiah 41, 10 says, fear not for I am with you. God is with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. God is speaking. Let, let this be that you're hearing this directly from my voice, just reading the scripture. This is God talking to you. I will strengthen you. We're talking about strength. God says, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I, the Lord, will hold your right hand. That's usually the hand that we work with. If your left hand, picture your left hand saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Don't be afraid. God is helping us. Therefore, um, again, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, we are ambassadors for Christ. You represent a heavenly kingdom. You represent a kingdom, the highest kingdom, and God wants to use you to appeal to others that um, that He is the Lord. So um, I just have a few more scriptures, and then I'm going to close out with prayer. I really want you all to make it, my friends. I want you all to fulfill what God has for you. I want you to um, live a long, satisfied life and die happy and die like laughing with joy. Like look at like that. You're gonna prosper beyond anything you can ask or think and everything you put your hands to for will prosper that scripture and that's what I want for you that's what I want for me that's what I want for my loved ones I even want that for my what would be my so-called quote-unquote enemies in the body of Christ because I really don't have enemies in the body of Christ they just don't know they're my sister and brother yet and they might have an issue with me but but we're all gonna be together and um or maybe they don't have an issue with me or whatever but um but we're all gonna be together forever so let's make it work while we're here okay um, but Psalm 59 verse nine says, you are my strength. I will watch for you. God, my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. So watch for God. Um, 59, 16 says, I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love, you know, sing, just, you know, tell your face you're happy. Okay. <laughs> Make yourself, you know, put on like, put on like an actress that the Bible says that, you know, put on the new man. We have to make a decision to do that. But once we make the decision, you know, the power of God can fall on you and you'll have strength to fulfill. You'll have strength to accomplish what seems impossible. Deuteronomy 31, six, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Whoever your them is for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And, um, Psalm 18, you can go to my website, Mindy Joy Ministries, and this song, we actually did a song on Psalm 18, um, I will love you, I, um, oh my Lord, I will love you, oh my Lord, my Lord, my strength, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer in whom I trust. Um, and so, you know, God is your shield and your salvation and your stronghold, God's got you. Um and let's see, I think um, Joshua 1, 9, you know the story about Joshua. Have I, he, you know, was the one who took the, you know, led them to the promised land. 
have, and I, I want you to be going to the promised land. I want you to be this, this day to be the springboard to your promised land. And it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Like God commands this of us. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you for wherever you go. And Philippians 4.13, you can do all things all things through him who strengthens you. You can do all these things through him. The things he told you to do, you can do through him who strengthens you. And if you get acquainted with your Bible, you'll find it's all good. It's not living a sad, depressed life. Like God wants you to have joy. He wants you to have family. He wants you to have friends. And whether it's a simulated family, you know, you got brothers and sisters that might not be your blood sisters, but here we are, you know, it might be adopted children. It's, it's all good. It's all beautiful. Um, and finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So let's do this, whatever the thing is, you know, I'm going to leave you with this story um, that I heard. Some of you might know who I'm talking about, but I don't know his name. He was, he became a Navy SEAL and he was just at his lowest end. And from what I remember the story that he was just like in his apartment, he was um, another day of work where he was an exterminator killing rodents. So he was around rats and stuff all day long. And he was home and he was just eating pizzas and, you know, junk food, like all around. He was overweight. He was in bad health. And he saw this commercial about Navy SEALs. And I don't know, was it a few months down the line that you could apply or whatever you had to do? So something just snapped in him in a good way. And he's like, I'm going to become a Navy SEAL. And he made up his mind that everything he was afraid to do or he didn't want to do, he's going to do. Like if he woke up at three in the morning and said, it's really cold out there. I would not want to go for a run. He would like go for a run, like any, everything to train, to lose weight, to get strong. And you know what? He wound up being a Navy SEAL. So anyways, on that note, my friends, um, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, of his might. He's got you. You belong to him. You're his child. You know, if you um, are, and if you, if you are a born again believer, and if you're not, you can become one. So um, anyways, just be strong. Know how wonderful, beautifully loved you are, and that God is smiling on you and shining towards you. And I, you know, if you have a testimony, um, send it, please. You know, you could send it. Um, you could email me at um, mindyjoyministries at gmail.com. Have a blessed rest of your day or evening, and thank you for listening.